Yo, what up? This is Tony Wiggins here with Locked On Jaguars. We're getting closer to the 2022 NFL Draft. We're going to play a little why and why not. We'll do it here in just a second on the Monday edition of Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, good people? It's Monday. We're getting that much closer to the NFL draft, a little less than two weeks. I am Tony Wiggins, your host of Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jaguars podcast here on all platforms. We are free. We are your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts and as i said you guys start here with me every day and on youtube and we really really do appreciate you joining us and making locked on jaguars your first listen i'm gonna play a little why why not today what i mean by why and why not why and why not is why would i take a draft pick or why do i think they would take a draft pick and why not based on why the fans may have trepidation about said draft choices so i'm gonna play a little devil devil's advocate i'm gonna be the prosecution and the defense since most of y'all think i'm biased anyway and i'm always one-sided with everything no i'm gonna prove to you that i'm not because i'm gonna make an argument for both sides when it comes to i don't like that term by the way both sides but for the sake of the podcast i am going to use it today i'm going to make a uh, a compelling case uh when it comes to the three or four guys you keep hearing the jaguars associated with and I may throw in a scenario or two that makes you scratch your head and go, wow, could that probably happen? No, probably won't. The crazy stuff that I'll come up with probably will not happen. However, it's getting close to draft time, man, and we got to start thinking about something. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. I have talked at nauseum about Aiden Hutchinson, the edge from Michigan, as well as edges from Georgia and Trayvon Walker as well as Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. You guys, I don't know if you've tuned in yet, but the ultimate mock draft that is done here on the Locked On NFL and Locked On Podcast Network, I put it out today. I put out at least the first three picks because it's going to come out in pieces uh, starting today all the way up until the actual draft. And I took Trevon Walker. Um, it's more or less what I think they're going to do at least when I made the choice at that time, it's what I thought they were going to do. And if you listen to it, you would understand that uh, it's hosted by uh, Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson. Pe Brian Peacock covered the uh, the 49ers for a long time. And Matt Williamson is a former NFL scout. They totally understand and justify the pick. It's also my uh, particular pick is talked about and analyzed by Jason Lockham for from CBS. So, Brian Peacock said something to me recently privately uh, on our on our Locked on NFL thread. He said he was the first one to say Trevon Walker. And I didn't argue with him or beef with him. Because I didn't know he said it first, but I didn't argue or beef with him about it because, one, that's family. But, two, we said it for the same reasons. And the reasons are is because of who the Jaguars kept at GM. 
no, I'm not going to get here and I'm gonna come in and start all this stuff saying, well, they kept the wrong guy, so they're going to make the wrong pick because they kept the wrong guy. But as I've done since probably I was I started this when I was like eight years old and my mom and my grandma, my grandma used to wonder, why did I always have all of these little tablets in the house and I wouldn't let them throw them away. So for years, I would have information written down about coaches, their tendencies, the style of players they like. I'm telling you, man, it, it, when I met my wife 16 years ago, she asked me, what are all of those books? Now, I didn't have them for when I was nine or 10 years old, but my thinking has always been, okay, I can say what I would do, but more and more when you're doing a mock draft, you're trying to give the people an idea of what the team is going to do, not based on what your emotion, not based on what you think they should do, but based on simple history and what their tendencies are and there are people that have different things that they lead with and trent balky one of the things that he has led with in his entire career has always been traits athletic traits now this this new way of looking at these traits is through uh, a lot of stats and a lot of analytics and uh, i almost went crazy this weekend because everyone kept sending me stats and analytics about rates and rush rates and look that all of that stuff has its place I, i'm still not quite there to the point where i believe it has taken over the game uh about situations because even if the rams offensively love analytics right i would think that uh, sean mcveigh is that type of guy and at least ain't got nothing to do with the fact that aaron donald made play at the end of the game to save the game all right there's there's your analytics so i'm not slamming it as much as there's this crowd of people that just love to give it credit for every single thing and they throw it out at you and they and they throw it at you and i take it and i catch it and i throw it right back because here's something that's never lied to me is that's my eyes my eyes don't lie so i base it on the tendency of the person doing the picking I also place it on the fact that, and I heard someone else say this this morning, it was Matt Williamson, in fact. He said, now that there's more time in between the end of the year and the draft happens later, the coaches get more involved in the evaluation process is because they have more time to look at the player. And that makes a ton of sense, especially when coaches are having more and more authority and more and more power to influence the groceries as bill parcells once called it he all he called it the groceries therefore if that is the case you have to understand what coaches have a tendency to lean to potential traits because it taps right into the very thing that they are are incumbent the very thing that they that is incumbent to them that they do it and you know what that is bring out the best in each individual player to teach that individual player to take this rough ashler and make it smooth that's what they're taught to do they're taught that to do that is the if you ask any coach what their job is it ain't play calling mm -mm. It, it, it's not evaluation it's not scheme it's teaching any coach will tell you they are an educator any coach worth his medal thinks that they can see something and make it better but the one thing they all know that they can't teach 
explosive athleticism. You either have it or you don't. Now you can enhance it and you can work out and you can get better at it through a strengthening conditioning program and proper nutrition. But there's just some things that you were just born with that they have nothing to do. And if you ask that coach any given day, any given Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, what is it that they want first? The first thing that they're looking for is talent. They could give you that that smoke all day about they want to find out what your what your high school coach thought about you or what your teammates thought about you. That stuff is important, and I'm not going to knock that either. But make no mistake about it, if a coach tells you, if you ask him what the first thing is that he looks for in a player, if he doesn't tell you talent and athleticism, stop talking to him because he's about to sell you a bridge in Brooklyn right after as soon as he stops. He's going to sell you some swamp land in Florida the next day. They are full of it if they're telling you anything different. So with that being said, my pick was Trevon Walker in the ultimate mock draft. And it's because something Peacock said, he said that Trent Balky does this all the time. He followed him and he watched him closely in San Francisco. You saw it last year when they went and got Tyson Campbell, who hadn't done uh, he hadn't done anything in college to make you think he was going to be good. And folks were killing Tyson Campbell, me included, in the preseason. And then all of a sudden, five, six, or seven games in, what happened? Tyson Campbell might have been the best player on that defense before the end of the year. Now, I'm not giving Balky all the credit for it. I got to give Joe Cullen and everybody else credit. But I beat up on Trent a lot. So if I'm going to beat up on it when he was wrong, I got to give him credit when he was right about something. Doesn't mean he's going to be right all the time. However, in that one, he was. They do it all the time. Coaches draft guys all the time based on their athleticism and their traits. And I'm going to tell you something. If they watched film of Tyson Campbell last year, they were watching film of Trevon Walker a long time before. That's the way they do it. They just If they watch tape and they see something else that flashes, they knew who this guy was for a long time. I'm going to tell you why and why not with him, and I'll get into some more of these things that I'm going to talk about. It's going to be a lot of fun because I'm going to give you the plus and the minus, and I'll do it on the other side here on Locked on Jaguars, after I tell you about BetOnline.net. You know who they are. It's your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. If y'all didn't have any chips on that game yesterday in Boston, I'm telling you, for me, I'll never bet against guys like Kyrie and Kevin Durant uh, in the long haul. So take that for what you will. But don't just take my word for it. Go to Bet Online and see exactly what it is that they have to say about it. Because it's your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Because Bet Online is where the game starts. And where you guys start every single day is right here with me. Unlocked on Jaguars, making me your first listen, and I am eternally grateful and appreciate you guys. And I will apologize for no show Friday. There's some things that are out of my control that I could not deal with logistically, uh, and I didn't want to find 20 minutes just to shove some crap in your face. I wanted to make sure that we gave you a good show. So I'm glad you guys are back here with me today. Make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube also. Um, Why, Trayvon Walker? I'll be real short and brief. And... uh, it's because of those athletic traits that I discussed. 
It's because what you asked him to do in college is not necessarily what you're going to ask him to do in the pros. And it is up to the scouts and the coaches to deduct whether or not he can do the things that they're going to ask him to do based on his athletic traits that they see. And nine times out of 10, the answer is yes. Uh, coaching and teaching does not stop when a kid is in college. Also, um, the, what you don't want to happen is if you take one guy and he's just okay. And then just imagine in your gut feeling that you knew that, and you know, you're not going to win the press conference. You know, you're not going to win. Um, you're not going to make people happy uh, on draft night, uh, but that's fine because making people happy and, and winning press conferences has never, ever, ever scored a touchdown or got a first down or won a game. So, uh, you have to be big boy enough to make the proper decision. But what if you're not? What if you're not big boy enough to make that proper decision? And you take either Hutt, uh, Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau, even though your gut told you if you're Trent Baalke to take Trevon Walker. And Detroit comes right up behind you, and they run that card up to the podium, and they take Trevon Walker. And Trevon Walker has 13 sacks his rookie year, and you're standing there with egg on your face if your guy doesn't do it. It's one thing that – you know, all those people that want you to pick somebody else, they're not going to be there with you when uh, everyone says, you big dummy. You should have picked the other guy. And you're not dumb for not taking the other guy. You're dumb if you don't take the other guy and you know you should because your gut tells you to. It's your job. It's not everybody else's job, so you got to do it. That was a report coming out now that the Jaguars, I think Albert Breer said that some AFC scouts said the Jags want to trade down because they don't want to pass on Hutchinson because if they do, they're going to get backlash from it. I don't give a damn if Hutchinson ain't the guy you think he is. Don't take him. And don't worry about you don't want the responsibility of the pick. That means you don't trust yourself. Right. So if they're thinking like that, there's a bigger problem here. But let's go with the why not. The why not is is something that Bill Polian said a long time ago. Don't go paying and picking a guy based on something you didn't never see him do. And if you think you, you never saw him rush the passer or you saw a limited amount of him rushing the passer, you're exactly right. Now, I've gone back and forth with people and showed them a clip of the defense coordinator, Schumann from Georgia, talking about how they didn't want their linemen to do certain things. But there are other people that says there are clips that when they did want their linemen to do the things that you want an edge rusher to do in the NFL, that he just didn't do it with a bunch of technique. And technique can be taught. But I ain't going there with them because when you go there with them, people think you're trying to make an excuse. So why not is it's because the, the, the one of the reasons that I heard that's the funniest thing in the world is, yeah, but that's just not a number one overall. Look, number one overall is not it, it's, it's like a beauty pageant, right? Number one last year, when there's 10 people that could actually possibly be the most beautiful person in the world. Number one last year ain't number one this year. If you're if all of y'all. If there's 10 people that would have won the pageant last, last year, you could take 10 people that win this year's pageant, or next year you could take 10 people that win. It is what is relative. Number one overall is number one overall based on right now and what you're facing right now. They act like all number one picks have to fit a certain criteria. Well, not if not if everybody else who's vying to be the number one pick ain't as pretty. Right? I want a Rolls Royce, but if you take me to a dealership that doesn't have one, why am I comparing it all to a Rolls Royce? If I got to pick one of those cars, I got to pick the best car on that lot, right? Right. So why am I thinking about a Rolls Royce when ain't one of them, there's no one out here like that? And that's the point that that is all relative. I think we just get so caught up in draft speak 
that we forget what it is. What it is is you're picking the best. You know who number one is? Number one is the guy that you think of all the guys that are eligible to be, be drafted, that's who you take him. He's better. Of, he's the best of all of them. That's what the overall number one pick is. The overall number one pick ain't just this, this mythical figure that all of a sudden you snap like genie and he's going to pop up. There's That's what a number one looks like. No. And if you're having any trepidation, whether he should be number one and you're going back and forth about other people, then they ain't number one either going by that guesstimation. So this whole what a number one overall pick looks like or you don't take a number one overall pick based on potential. That's hogwash. People do that all the time. They do it in the NBA every single year when they take a high school kid because they're thinking about projection, right? Or they're taking a kid that averaged eight points a game, but he's seven foot three and he can handle the ball like a like like crazy, and they take them and develop them. They've done that with quarterbacks every single year. They've done it with left tackles. These guys are not perfect prospects, and I and I think we've gotten spoiled because there have been some guys that have come into the league and have done well early who were ready to play who also people just made mistakes about. Like, he might not be Miles Garrett or, or, or Michael Parsons. So if you're the type that thinks that way, that you just don't want to take a prospect or an athlete. See, this is the thing, too. We've gotten to this point where we're like, we're looking at Trevon Walker as if, He's automatically considered a project to those that are evaluated. That is a narrative that has taken on a life of his own by people that don't do this for full time living. He might not be a prospect in their eyes. That's what we say. Right. They might know exactly how they're going to use him and exactly how he fits. We don't know that. Let's get to Aiden Hutchinson. Why? Extremely productive. Um at least for the last year did it on a big stage for the most part week after week um why aiden hutchinson because i think he's gonna be a good player there you go i don't think he's hands down the best player in the draft if we're talking about it being based on being what they call a clean prospect in terms of effort and motor. Uh, all of that stuff is great. Really. I'm not, I'm not down. And I know y'all see the little smile on my face. It's just because certain things just get me a little bit triggered. And I get that way because folks only say effort and motor when they're talking about white guys, the dude had a three cone that that's like a wide receiver. Why can't we just talk about that? We always have to talk about effort and motor and him being safe uh, because that's the box that we put him in. And every time you turn around, they want to compare him to one of the Bosa brothers or the Watt brothers. And boxing people in like that is unfair. I've tried to come up with comps of him because I tried to come up with a guy that was 6'7", 260, and guys threw at me like uh, Mario Williams, even though he's not as big as Williams, and, and Williams was a big end also. They threw at Julius Peppers. And don't get me started on that. He's nowhere near Julius Peppers. And then someone gave me Carlos Dunlap. And I said, you know what? There you go. Everything about him screams that he's going to be good. If there's one thing that bothers me is how short his arms are for how tall he is. And at 6'7", without great bend and without long arms, are these guys in the NFL going to get underneath them? That's my why not. It's not because I don't think he's good. It's not because I don't think he's been put on a pedestal not because of the color of skin, but because 
everyone is just assumes that what happens in college is going to happen in the NFL. And that's just not true. Who led the nation in pass catchers this year in college? I don't know. Was it David Bell? Was it one of those kids that played on the team uh, where they didn't spread the ball around a whole bunch of people? I don't know. Who led the nation in rushing this year? Was the kid in Michigan State? I don't know. Does that automatically make them the first pick because they have the most stats or because it was the guy that people kept talking about more and more and more? Not one of those things matters to these people making the evaluations in the NFL. None of them. So I give pushback on people that use a bunch of cliches and innuendos about something that has zero to do with what's going to happen in the NFL. Nothing. It's like looking at the NBA or looking at the NBA draft and saying, this kid led his team to the final four. He should be the first player pick. They don't care about what he led his team to. They don't. They care about traits. They care about individual ability that they can take and they can mold it and shape it the way that they want it molded and shaped. And people say, well, you don't use number one pick on a project. I don't think they view him as a project. And that's where we get off on the wrong foot when I talk about the other guy. Anybody that thinks Aiden Hutchinson is the greatest player in the draft or the best player in the draft, more power to you. That's your opinion. But for every expert that says that, I know two or three that say something else. They'll say that he isn't the best player in the draft. So we'll just have to see. I'm going to tell you some more why and why not in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. And we'll do it about some uh, prospects, not edge rushers. We'll have some guys that are edge rushers, but then we're going to have some guys that are not edge rushers because they're the guys who stop edge rushers. So more why or why not here on the Monday edition of Locked on Jaguars after I tell you guys about our NFL draft coverage. We have the Locked on NFL draft live coverage and the Odyssey NFL mock draft special. Thanks for making the Jaguars your first listen every day. Now a big announcement starting Thursday, April 28th, Tune in to Locked On NFL's draft live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. And for those of you dying to know who your team will take, catch Odyssey and Locked On NFL's mock draft special hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show all week leading up to the first pick. All right, so here's where it's at. Locked On NFL Draft is on the Locked On Locked On NFL YouTube page on April 28th. Um, the Locked On NFL Draft Live on April 28th uh, and April 29th and the 30th. That's going to be, that's the Odyssey NFL Mock Draft, which start, Odyssey, Odyssey NFL Mock Draft starts April 18th uh, through the 22nd and then on the 25th and then the live show is on the 28th at 7 p.m. on the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube page. Make sure you make that must see TV and do that. Uh, do it ASAP, actually, because you're going to need to make sure that you're locked in to what we're trying to do here. We're trying to give it to you. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, though, I know I made a pick or two that some people may sit there and go, What was that? I got a couple of surprises for you. So make sure you tune in to that as well. All right. More of our NFL draft coverage here. On Lockdown Jaguars, after I tell you guys about Built Bar, Built Bar, the time is now and, and right now that you need to get in tune to Built Bar. And the puffs 
are outstanding. And folks are wondering, man, what are Built Puffs? I told y'all what Built Puffs are. Built Puffs, it's a protein-infused marshmallow that is absolutely off the chain. And you guys need to make sure that you are tapped in to Built Bar. How can you learn more about them? Well, you just go to Built.com and you can read all of the macros and find out about the fact that they're low sugar, low carb, low calorie, and packed with protein. And they have the greatest flavors you ever want in a treat and it's a treat that's good for you it's not chalky it's not waxy it tastes great tastes like a candy bar so you won't be missing out if you're trying to stay away from those bad products all right make sure you go to built.com scroll down to the macros chart and check it out but then when you enter the promo code lock 15 you're going to get 15 percent off of your next order check them out on twitter to it at bar underscore built where you can be in tune and get all of the things that you need for Built Bar, you can uh, get the salted caramel or you can get an assorted box. And make sure you try those puffs out also because they are very, very delicious. It's Built Bar at Built.com. Your promo code is LOCKED15. All right, man, rolling here on a Monday, giving you a little bit of why and why not. The uh, Aiden Hutchinson, Trevon Walker talk is, we've done that at nauseum and, and it's actually kind of, uh, it's kind of wearing me out a little bit. So we're going to go on to some other people. Why Kayvon Thibodeau? I just think Kayvon Thibodeau has gotten a little bit of a bad rap, and I think he has always been uh, the player that he is now. I just think that there was uh, a lot to nitpick at. And when folks talk about personality, it absolutely blows my mind because I just think that the kid is – I think he has, you know, everything. I think he has the total package. I think he's going to be a guy – I don't think there's a perfect prospect. But I think he's just going to be a guy who's going to do what he's always done, and that get that is get to the next level and be a uh, an outstanding football player. So uh, the why not? Look, if he's not a fit to you, if you don't think or believe for one minute, as my headphones are, look like they want to tear up on me live here on uh, my podcast, but if you think that he's the kind of guy that doesn't fit your program for some reason, uh, I can understand that if you have a winning program, but when you have a losing program, it it kind of takes me aback a little bit that you can somehow be picky about a talented guy and think that your pro when your program is a losing program, how do you know what's good for your program? I, you don't you don't even know what's good for your program. So uh with that being said, he's probably not gonna be the picker in Jacksonville, but I think he's gonna make a real good player for whoever does take him. Why or why not for Evan Neal? I have no clue. I think the only reason they can give you is because. They think edge rusher is a higher priority. And I think that they also believe that Cam Robinson is good enough at left tackle. And maybe they don't view Neil as being good enough to move on from Cam Robinson for. Uh, If that's the way they feel, that's fine. I disagree with it. But um, you can never have too many guys who know how to block and know how to protect the quarterback. And if the edge rusher scare you off, I don't think the offensive lineman should be scaring you off. I think him and Ikemi Kwanu, the kid from NC State, both are going to be really, really good NFL players. But I guess for them, they want to make a bigger splash. They want someone who has a bigger impact on the team. So the why and the why not for both Evan Neal and Ikemi Kwanu is the same thing. They could end up with one of them if they decide to move out and they see someone uh, in the second round that they believe can help them long term. Uh, as an offensive lineman. The weird thing for me is they franchise tag Cam Robinson two years in a row and they have not been able to work out a long time deal. Uh, They probably, in my opinion, don't value him as high as him and his agent 
values him. And if that's the case, then you have to wonder why they don't believe that moving on to Evan Neal or Ikemi Kwanu is better long-term. Because if you don't value him enough to give him what he's asking for, which is probably upwards of 17 to $18 million per with a bunch of a guarantee over the next five years or so, if you don't value him to match up, and he knows he hasn't made all pro teams and pro bowls, so he can't be asking for that much. And if he is, and you don't want to give it to him, then that that almost says that either you don't like the two guys that are in the draft right now or you do like him but don't want to pay him because you don't think his value is there league-wide and you're not going to overpay him. It's just kind of odd to me that a guy that you don't want to pay, uh, you value enough to not want to draft another guy who you have to pay less for the next four or five years. So it's a weird dynamic and a weird concept, and it's one of the things that losing teams do. They don't figure out how to make that balance the way it's supposed to be. Here's a good one for you. Why or why not either Sauce Gardner or Daryl Stingley? Why is because they're both going to be super special in the NFL. That's why. And if the pick is about getting a player that's going to work and make it happen for you, then that's it. Now, around the league, we've heard that teams don't necessarily value shutdown corners. We heard it when they were uh, contemplating the, the eventual trade of Jalen Ramsey that we don't need to really need to shut. I heard it from former players. I heard it from some media people. We don't need to really need a shutdown corner. Nice of you to say that after you picked him number five overall and he made he was an all pro that all of a sudden you don't feel like you need him when you don't pay him. I mean, that's weird. You, you got this oasis. You had a top five pick. You picked him. He turned out to be better or good as good as you thought it was going to be. But now you realize we don't need him. So. Uh, if that's the case, if you think that I'm not talking about taking either one of those guys, number one, I'm talking about taking them in a situation where you move back. Why not? Because you have Tyson Campbell and you already paid two other guys to play that position in Shaq Harrison and Darius Williams. So you just can't, from a team building perspective, go back and grab one of those dudes. Why not? Why, why not Jermaine Johnson? That's a good question because I've seen people, say that they wouldn't be surprised if Jermaine Johnson is the best defensive end out of all these guys or edge out of all these guys. I wouldn't either. I'm a Florida State supporter, and uh, I like Jermaine Johnson. I like him a lot. And he looks like the dude that's going to be that dude in the NFL that everyone goes, damn, he was better than I thought he was, right? So from that perspective, I'm good with it. I'm cool with it. Uh, from the other perspective is you just don't do that in in this league if you don't get a trade down you don't all of a sudden take a dude that a lot of people believe is the seventh or eighth best uh player overall uh best case or the third or fourth best edge that means that you either think you're smarter than other people or you're gonna get fired in a year if it does not work but um if they somehow moved back and still ended up with james johnson i wouldn't be upset not one bit you're not gonna be upset either man because if you continue to join us for the Locked On uh, NFL Draft specials, the ones I told you about earlier, and Locked On NFL Draft itself, the the uh, podcast with uh, Ryan Tracy as well as Eric Crocker. They bring it to you and give it to you like nobody else. You can get that wherever you get your podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'll see you guys tomorrow with more information on the draft. Until then, you guys take care and take care of each other.